0: you guys in here but i just cut sam off and it was the greatest thing ever but hello to all you wonderful and unique beings it is tuesday november 14th and we're here to talk sports i'm not waiting for sam anymore because he always messes it up and we'll do so every tuesday uh to show you all uh and we also want to show love to all those that are listening or are tuning in on youtube right now we appreciate all the love that we are getting uh, with that. Obviously, we would like to see uh, increased numbers, but we're we're newbies at this. Uh, even though I've watched streaming forever, you would have thunk that I would have done it a long time ago. But anyway, uh, today we're hey, just we'll going to get into... Out.
1: What happened? and well, that's what we're here now, and that's what's important, yeah.
0: yeah. That's all that matters. Uh, today we're just gonna get we, we got no real headlines There wasn't really any headlines outside of the game, so we'll get a little more time to talk about the games, our our dubs, our L's. Uh, we'll get to get to my power ranking. Uh, we'll also get to what our records are at this point in time between Sam, myself, and then also uh, those that uh, have been participating on Instagram. If you haven't, definitely go follow us. On Instagram at Chasing Points Podcast. This is what we are. This is what we do. uh, So you can be a part of the record uh, or lack thereof record uh, for those following on IG. We'll get into our picks this week as well. And then we'll talk a little controversy. And by little, I mean a lot of controversy in college football by former head coach, former player himself, and head coach of Michigan, Jim Harbaugh. But anyway, with that being said, uh, we'll get right into the rest of the intro here. Now to introduce the most dominant tag team from the East, the brains of the group, our numbers cruncher. He's the advisor and Mr. Plain, Sam. How you doing?
1: Mr. Plain? Yep. Wow. Yep. yep. That's rough. Okay. Here I am. <laughs> Mr. Plain. I'm going to force Sam it, out
0: of his man. shell one way or another, and because he had this it thing, shell. if you guys listened, What do you mean, what shall? Well, if I'm the advisor, I'm not supposed to have a certain energy. You don't remember you said that? I keep receipts, Sam. Yes, I keep them. My point exactly. Moving on, the other half of this duo, it's me. I'm just here so I don't get fined. It's episode 115 of the Chasing Points Podcast. Sam, how the hell are you?
1: I'm good, man. How are you? Another beautiful day in paradise. Another primetime Jets game that the whole nation had to watch. I didn't even want to watch it. I can't imagine that the average football fan without a rooting interest in either of these teams did, but here we are. I didn't it's 2024. It
0: to be fair, okay. I did not watch it at all. There was not one second of that game that I chose to watch because I did not watch it Not one won because I could care okay. less.
1: We'll skip that game. That's great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't...
1: And I'll tell you I, what happened. Jets uh, lost. Jets
0: lost, yeah I, yeah. I knew that was the outcome. Unfortunately, I think we both chose the Jets to actually win and this is exactly why I don't really choose the jets uh i have a friend of the show uh she is a diehard jets fan you actually met her last year very briefly when we went to the jets game uh and every time she asked me what's the chances of the jets winning and most of the time my answer are you're not and so she got super excited when she saw this this week of us picking the jets for sunday night football and um yeah
1: I was going to text you last night, like, this. do we want to rethink this? And uh, I didn't. I just let it ride. And we both got that wrong. Can I tell you Uh, really quick? I've been saying, like, my five-year-old's been getting into sports a little bit. And, mm -hmm. he's you know, his favorite team is the Jets, just like Daddy, he says. So the last two weeks have been primetime games. So he hasn't been able to stay up and watch them. Nor does he really pay 100% attention. Again, he's five. But then... Having to work or in the morning, telling him when he asks who won last night and then telling him the last two weeks that the Jets lost, he gets so upset he has no idea the you know, the inner workings of this team or that none yeah. of this is surprising, but it's it's really just hard to watch at a five year old. It's really Sam, hard. you
0: you've had sound parenting up until this yeah. point. Up until this point, I, I have and to rethink up, things here. Up so. until exposing to you, your son to the Jets, so um, you've been you've been stellar. There's been no. Yeah, uh, you you know you slip sometimes. You slip and you fall and you can't get up. It's okay. Um, <laughs> we're here no, now.
1: I do not want to put a damper on what was a great week. Ten though, some great. Games, so we're going to get into... Oh, no, 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 no. To down. be clear,
0: to be clear, nothing that the Jets do is going to put a damper on anything else that happens in NFL. Just, <laughs> just right. to be very, very clear. So no matter what we say about them, there's going to be no damper. It might be yeah. for you, but I, I even, mean don't even think it's for you because you're probably used to this so much oh, at man. this point. It's just yeah. kind of like, oh, yeah, it happened, whatever, you know?
1: Yeah, this is like my September 20th feeling. So to I mean, get this in November about, is great. To be fair, the best
0: part about the Jets and uh the Raiders playing was Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers hanging out prior to the yeah. game. That was like the best part of it. So what do you
1: think they got into on the strip on Saturday night? You know what I mean? Like it's probably a, probably a fun night. I'm sure
0: they definitely drank. Uh I'm I'm sure they uh, uh Devontae showed him a couple spots uh and got him into a couple spots if Aaron decided to go out. Um but again, they don't really need to go out because, or they probably just got a ride out. I don't know. It looked like the one was driving, but I could be speculating. Who knows? I hope they yeah. were
1: But be safe. Who knows? Be safe, knows? kids. Antonio anyway.
0: Pierce is 2 and up. Uh There's that too. Uh, let's get directly into our dubs and our L's. And my immediate dub is the Cleveland Browns. So it's a team that Dame and myself have. Loved from a distance for so long. And whereas we're betting with each other, friendly betting with each other on when they would become a household name again. And every season we were like, they got it. And we watched them kind of build up. Now, Dame's a commanders fan. I know he's going to hate me saying that. Uh, I'm an Eagles fan. And we rooted for them from afar. We, we also have our own favorite players and some mutual favorite players. And uh, to see where they have come from being that terrible team not too long ago and seeing them compete with the likes of the Ravens and the likes of the Bengals and actually having a fighting chance is amazing to see, and I'm sure it feels great if you're a Cleveland Brown fan in general. So they were able to come back against the Ravens on Sunday. And I don't know... Before I continue, did you watch any of the game?
1: Uh, I mean, on Red Zone, it was okay. it was on so the 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 morning or afternoon. Yeah, it was a okay. great game, back and forth, man. It was great.
0: So I have the ticket. So I was watching the multicast. So I kept switching to the the sound of that screen, but watching Deshaun scramble and and giving glimpses of what he once was. Seeing Miles Garrett be completely. Unblockable Again, no matter yeah. what they nope. did uh it was so good to see what happened um it sucked to see what happened with lamar um and the team there's a couple of plays that I know they wish they had back, especially the two picks that he had uh definitely wish that he had they had that back, but that Brown's defense after that win. It's hard for me to not say that they're not in contention to get into the playoffs and not in contention to be a a vital player in the playoffs, Uh, because that defense, as you and I know, Sam, defense wins championships. They got a defense and they with Newsom being able to capitalize on Garrett pressing that pocket and pressuring the quarterback to get rid of it and putting in, in compromising position. They have some DBs back there that will take it to the house. So I absolutely love what was done by the Browns. So kudos to him. Uh, it, it's it's really good to see uh, Amari Cooper actually be relevant. Uh, I I didn't choose him this year. He was on my fantasy team last year. I didn't choose him this year because I had no idea what product they were going to put out there. I knew the defense was going to show up, but that was only half of the yeah. problem. So we're well, not. Hey so
1: they're yeah. six and three in a, yeah. a, a pretty uh, pretty deep division. As you know. Didn't expect the Steelers to be. I think they're six and three too. Didn't expect them to be where they are. They're there. I mean, I I still think when it's all said and done, the Ravens and the Bengals will be at the top of this division. That said, you got to play the games, and no matter who it is, I've always said like if you're playing a division game, just look the split. You know, no matter what the what it is, these teams know each other really well. And, uh, yeah, Deshaun looked like, you know, not necessarily like vintage Deshaun Watson, but he looked as good as he has in the last year and a half. Right. So, and it was, uh, it was a lot of back and forth game winning field goal. There were five game winning field goals yesterday. That's just wild. They stormed back from 31 17 in the fourth quarter. Uh, that, that, uh, the way that Deshaun got out of that pocket and through, through that, uh, I mean, lobbed it to Elijah Moore for that touchdown. Like, it was it was an exciting game. They got the ball back with, like, five minutes left, and and Deshaun did his thing. It was, it was, uh, you know, back and forth. And, yeah, Ravens want some of those plays back. But, uh, again, it's a national football team league, and that's what happens when good teams play each other. And, yeah, I, I don't think it's the last we'll see of either of these teams for sure.
0: Well, speaking of good teams, you have the Niners as your dub.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, they, both these teams had a bye last week, uh, the Jaguars and the Niners, and there was a lot of talk, uh, you know, what Niners team is this, what Niners team will we see? They just dropped three straight as they, you know, went into the bye. Came out ready to play on the right in Jacksonville, 34-3. to uh, It was just an impressive showing Brock Purdy looked like you know shook off those last three games and uh just you know had a had a pretty good game almost 300 yards three touchdowns um you know the CMC didn't finally didn't score a touchdown you know to end that crazy consecutive game streak but well, he it was fine. Had the
0: record if he scored the touchdown yeah
1: and you know you, you, you want to see things like that but it doesn't mean he didn't I mean he still ran for like a hundred yards and they gave
0: him multiple opportunities to try to score down in that zone. And he just couldn't. So,
1: yeah, but still it's a hell of an accomplishment, hell of a player in this league. Kittle had a huge game to, you know, overall just, it was a big statement win for this Niners team. I think they needed it. And it was an impressive, an impressive win, especially this Jaguar team that um, I think they have the same record, right? Uh, Did not, performed nearly as well. Trevor Lawrence only had 162 yards passing, only 59 yards on the ground. They were able to stop Travis Etienne. And you know, we weren't quite sure what Chase Young we were going to see. Uh, I know you and I were pretty uh hopeful for the setup for him, right? You're playing on the other end of your college teammate, Nick Bosa. Well, and
0: speak for yourself. I wasn't hopeful for him at all because I don't want to hear the 41ers do anything. So I was not hopeful. For that's him. fair.
1: Okay. To you. Well, yeah. Chase Young's career in the last four years or however long it's been in the NFL has not worked out the way uh, we all kind of thought it would. And, you know, it, it looked a little different today. And the defense was in uh, the Jaguars face all, you know, uh, all game. It was. It was a pretty dominant performance defensively as well. And yeah, this Niners team looks like it's getting back on track and and a pretty big win on the road in Jacksonville.
0: Well, I'd say, of course, it looks like they're getting back on track. You get your Hall of Fame left tackles back, uh, so, which shores up your protection on your blind side. So you it, it makes it a little bit easier knowing that you're not going to get hit on that side and can be comfortable on that. That was a huge part of Purdy... Looking like what he once did at the beginning of the season. You also get Debo Samuel back, which the statistics show when you have both of them there that he is pretty hot. Without him and without these guys, that's it, right? But also, I think the bigger the bigger takeaway from the Niners team was their defense because their defense has not looked like their defense of last year. Uh, this yeah. this week looked like that. They were able to get uh, to the to the quarterback. They made Trevor Lawrence look like a child. Uh, which is crazy. Now, now you have people questioning Trevor Lawrence, which I actually have a question for you after this, but we'll get into that. Um, So I'd say the, the biggest, the biggest takeaway was the defense of them, them showing up against a, a team that is considered to be a contender uh, definitely by both your and my standard. And a lot of people's standard believe that the Jags can do something, but I, I might as well go into my loser, uh, while I have that, or the L here is because it's the Jags. Uh, they they literally were the hottest team coming into this. They had a whole bye week, time to prepare, time to rest, get everybody back there and on their home field, and absolutely get stomped out, stomped yep. out uh, for a team that is supposed to be a contender. As I just mentioned, uh, they look like pretenders. They have people questioning what this team actually is because they did just face a contender and the Niners and they didn't put up a fight at all. They got embarrassed. Absolutely embarrassed. I don't know what the game plan was supposed to be. Don't know what they were supposed to be doing, but they didn't even show up to that game. And these are the type of games that you need to show up and show out for. So I don't want to hear when people are talking about how, how tough the AFC is. We know the AFC is tough, but that's, this is an AFC opponent that is a part of that tough AFC and just got ran over by the Niners. So, my question, because this is this is a kind of a prisoner of the moment, but also what I see with my eyes, and I'm just curious to see your thoughts. C.J. Stroud is considered to be in well within the MVP race right now with the performance that he's putting together in his rookie year. Would you take C.J. right now over Trevor Lawrence?
1: You know, I. I really like Trevor Lawrence and I was banking on a big year for him fantasy wise and just in general. I thought we talked about the end of last year and in the preseason, like the Jags were going, especially how they ended last year. I know they lost in the playoffs to a hobbled Pat Mahomes, but you know, they're the Chiefs. They end up winning the Super Bowl. Rightfully so, they're a very good team. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the, those steps were there for this Jaguars team to get better, and you thought, okay, now you have Calvin Ridley hasn't played in a long time, but Calvin Ridley's a, a great weapon. Say Jones, Christian Kirk, I mean Etn just had a really good run, run of a couple games. I thought Trevor Lawrence would be better this year. That said, mm-hmm. I think he's been a really, I think he's been a fine quarterback maybe you know in in the fantasy football world there's a lot of disappointment there especially where people took him um but it, it's made me kind of question all right well we're so quick to anoint this Thank kid you. and we've been and, and we've talked about it you know and, and you've been you've right in you've been rightfully had the brakes on him a lot longer than I have um It's just kind of like, okay, yeah, he's six foot six. He's got, you know, national championships. He's supposed to have all this talent. And he does. I don't I don't think we question the talent. I'm Mm -hmm. just, you know, it's really hard to play quarterback in this league. And it's just kind of crazy the the paradigm in this game, right? You have Brock Purdy literally the last pick in the draft, and you have Trevor Lawrence. The first first pick in the draft, the generational talent, the best quarterback we've seen since Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, whatever that is, whatever. we, And it's just, it hasn't come to fruition yet. And I think, you know, he certainly doesn't light up the stat page and maybe he doesn't need to. But we haven't seen it yet from Trevor. No, he Lawrence. does need
0: to now at this point because of what all the hype that's been yeah, around. I think him. you need to win to games. I think you point, need to
1: win games. I think you need to win games like, yeah, win games like this. Absolutely. And it, it's fine if you only put up 200 passing yards, that you can't turn the ball over four times. And you, I mean, you is know. it
0: fine if you only put two a passing yard, 200 passing yards? Because we're talking about they're out here talking about Kenny Piggy who only put up what 167? Yesterday and and they won. So that's only that's not too far off from Trevor Lawrence, and we're scrutinizing him for not putting up, right? Trevor Lawrence is the first overall pick, as you just mentioned. If somebody we went down the street and asked somebody if they watched football, and they said no, they haven't watched football, and we showed them that game yesterday, and we'd ask them who do you think was the first overall pick, I yeah. guarantee they would have said Brock Purdy. Right. Right? right? And and then no situation. Should that happen? Yes, we obviously understand we're human. We will all have days off. It it just is what it is, right? But even when you have those days off, there's got to be something else that that gets your team there. They didn't show up. And it always starts with the quarterback, Sam. They didn't show up. Now, to be fair, that Jack's defense didn't show up either. So while we're sitting over here beating up on Trevor, we need to beat up on them too because they didn't show up at all. That whole team didn't show up. So it it starts with Doug, it goes to Trevor, and it goes to that whole defense. Like it just did not show up at all. And they basically said, Okay, you guys thought that we were good. And um we don't know what to tell you <laughs> because yeah. we're not quite sure where we are now. Okay. I know no.
1: I know when Peterson's gotten those questions in the last couple of weeks about, you know, Trevor Lawrence's, I guess, lighting up the stat page mm-hmm. that he hasn't needed to, right? Again, we talked about ETN had three games where he had multiple touchdowns. That was a Jaguars record. I don't know many running backs that been able to do that. They have a really good defense. They have oh, they have a good they have a good defense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's really good, but Josh yeah, Allen, you know they they have a good defense. Um, and you have really good receivers. And you haven't really needed Trevor Lawrence to be Peyton Manning or to do that you're showing when you have games like this and you're going to, you need a little bit more and you can't turn the ball over four times, especially against a team like this.
0: So I guess the answer to my question is that you take CJ right now. Oh, right now.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I. You know, I didn't even think of this until Chris Sims said it last night on the pregame to the, the NBC uh, Sunday night game, like CJ Stroud's having the best rookie season ever quarterbacks ever had really yeah I, I guess it's some one of and i know i've heard that a couple times today but i haven't compared numbers but i haven't really even thought to think about it but he, dude the game in and drives he's had he's played nine games this year he's had like eight really good games you know and only
0: two interceptions
1: yeah it's yeah only you're two. right because then it wasn't like six or seven games in a row before even throw one you yep. had one
0: Yep. Yeah. And this is this yesterday was his second one that he's thrown this whole year.
1: And they're doing it without a running game too, because they're running. I mean, I know signal Terry had a good game yesterday, but yep. before that, Pierce, yeah, which was very, very
0: weird because they brought up their, their kicker from the practice squad. And, and they did this. I forgot the move that they made, but when Pierce went down by bringing this person up, they wouldn't have had a kicker if they didn't do a roster move earlier in the week. So they would have been without a kicker for that final kick which obviously would have meant a whole, whole lot in that situation. Last
1: last week. Yeah. Daria Gumbelale was the emergency kicker and he, he, uh, he kicked some extra points and, and a kickoff. Yeah. It was incredible. Uh, you know, it's Danny Amendola's brother, Matt Amendola. Didn't know that. Um, but yeah, another game winning, you know, just uh, not a game winning kick, but just a, a good week in, uh, Good week for kickers, I guess. Oh, well, yeah, well, I take CJ Stroud. Oh, yeah, totally. And I didn't see any of that coming. I mean, I, I liked CJ Stroud more than Bryce Young um, coming into the draft, but I didn't I didn't think. I don't think anybody
0: really saw this outside this. of CJ. So yeah. CJ saw what he saw, and the Texans, I guess, technically did since they picked him. But that is also my dub of this week, as well as the Texans, just because of what they've done. They are – Outside of Josh Dobbs, they are the other big surprise in the league this year. Uh, again, being led by a rookie who is in the MVP conversation and bawling out of his mind, that defense has played also out of their mind, being able to punch Joe Burrow in the mouth when they needed to. Um, there was a huge drop by Boyd, which would have 100% yeah. gave the Bengals the W, but that's not how it played out, played out but this is why you play the games. Uh, and and also in the next drive when the Texans got the ball back, uh, uh, Tank Dell dropped a huge pass that could have been something let down, but it ultimately didn't affect the outcome. So I mean it's a game of inches. It's it's you make a catch, you don't make a catch. It happens. Uh, the the teammates of, of Boyd were consoling him after. Mixon was like the one that was by him this whole side, walking with him into the tunnel uh, to to comfort him. But to be able to go head to head against Joe Burrow, who as we know. The Bengals had a huge resurgence and are out here trying to make their way back up uh, the ladder of contention. And they were able to silence them and beat them in the last few seconds. And that is huge. It's a W is a W. As, as we've said so many times on here, it doesn't matter how it looks. A W is a W. At the end of the day, you're trying to get yourself to a better position, better playoff spot to help you out. And they are moving themselves up the ladder, and CJ is 100% in that MVP conversation.
1: Yeah, it was um, yeah uncharacteristic of of Tyler Boyd to drop that right in his hand. I mean, it was a little it was high, but it was right in his hands. Um, and Matt said,
0: if the ball touches your hands, yeah,
1: you need to come no, down with it. I did. I'm not, you know, uncharacteristic is what I said because he he's not a guy that I mean, he's not Mister Dependable, Dependable, but he's and he had a big touchdown earlier in the game, uh, yeah. But that to rest it just on Tyler Boyd is is you know a fool's errand too, because there were a lot of opportunities. Burrow had a couple picks, um, you know, it's just the game got away, and they they stormed, they got you know they got to where they needed to be, and they just couldn't finish it. And that's testament to this again to D'Amico Ryan's and this um, you well, know this this. Real quick,
0: team, yeah. You said Joe Burrow's pick, which is, is a great point because there was actually a pick at the end of the game where Joe Burrow threw a pick, Texans get it, and then CJ threw his second interceptions, as I said, and it allowed the Bengals to even have a chance yeah. to be in. And, and because if they if CJ doesn't throw that pick at the end, they can run out the clock and the Bengals lose by two scores. So there was a chance of it not even looking like it did at the end or coming down to a field goal. But again, things happen. So it, it, as you said, it, it looked way different than what the numbers say. And if you watch it, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal game. Uh, to close this out for Dubs, uh, you have the Vikings.
1: Yeah, I just, uh, you, I mean, you m- mentioned Josh Dobbs as like the the winner of the, the year, right? The, the storyline, like just uh, a hell of a performance. And uh, you know they were they were saying like he didn't even know where the locker room was. Yeah, like and it's it's one of these things where he just had a crazy performance. He was doing it all different kinds of ways. You're uh, you're without oh yeah. By the way, you're without the best wide receiver of one of them in football and Justin Jefferson too. And and you just had a a big performance against the Saints. And no, Derek Carter got hurt. And it was like Yolo Jameis Winston time. But still, like, you got to win these games. And here's a team that, you know, just thought, okay, they they made some noise after having an 0-3 start. And now Kirk Cousins, who's having a was having a really good year, and now he's gone. And now do we just pack it in and try to get, you know, a good draft spot or whatever? Do we sell off some pieces? And here we are, a team that I think if the season ended right now, they'd be in the playoffs. They're right there, and Josh Dobbs has this team looking looking uh you know uh looking pretty good and it's pretty exciting to watch. It's a big win for again a guy who got there like ten days ago and has two game uh two wins under his belt with his team. You're giving a really funny face. Let it go.
0: The Eagles are working out free agent linebacker Anthony Barr.
1: He's a free agent. Yep.
0: Yeah. I like that. I just like, they need linebacker help. So I I like it. So that's why I was doing it. It just kind of caught me off guard. And I was like, Oh, oh
1: I thought it was a reaction to at Joshua Dobbs and the Vikings make, trying to make the playoffs here.
0: No, I, it, it's, I'm going to be like what Dobbs has been doing. He's doing this with just really Hawkinson, Um, really. And JJ is not back yet. And he's about to come back. He was, a. uh, uh, early scratch in the day, but it looks like he is very, very close to coming back. So just to see what this team could be like with him, uh, there there is no confusion that Josh Dobbs is smart. There's no confusion whatsoever. Uh, the Jets could have got him for a six-round pick. They didn't, and they yeah. stuck with Zach Wilson. Um, they, Jonathan Gannon, punk ass, got rid of him uh, and said they wouldn't. And traded him off. So I wish this young man gets everything that he wants to get. And I hope that the Vikings make the playoffs over the Cardinals. So he can with him. So he can laugh at the Cardinals and Jonathan Gannon in his decision making. Um, but I, I, I will do, say I, this.
1: I will say the silver lining in that. And I was thinking about that after we talked about this the other day. And just Jonathan Gannon and and all of that is Kyler looked pretty good yesterday. At least Josh Jobs is playing. They play. I know they wide. I know, but
0: no, 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 no. Don't I know me? Who would they play?
1: Like, they play the Falcons, but the, look at the Falcons scheduled of the year, They could easily win the South. That's crazy. Well, the yeah,
0: they could easily win the South, but the Falcons are not a great team. And Kyler, that was basically a preseason game for Kyler. If we're going to be serious about it. So we'll I think see what there's Kyler a, actually does going forward. There's
1: certainly a lot more talent on this Falcons team than, than the Cardinals right now. But that said, you got to use the talent on your team. So
0: yeah, you do. who knows yeah, what I'm going to do. That's so a, that's a very damn valid point, Sam. Um, speaking of talent, um, or lack thereof of being used, your L is the jets and, uh, the lack of offense. You want to, I'll give you the floor for this one. I'm just going to sit back and relax.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, we, we talked about it enough at the top. Uh, Someone asked me. A friend asked me this morning. So you think Rogers is coming back in December? And I said no. And she said, um, "Why?" I said, "Well, we're four and five. We're a playoff team. I think we're a playoff talented team, defensively at least. Um, we're four and five, and our next we lost two games we could have won, and our know, our next two games are against the Bills." And uh, at, at Buffalo and uh, Miami. So there's that.
0: If Aaron Rodgers comes back and you guys are nowhere near playoff contention, which it looks like is so, the case, there's no reason to put Aaron Rodgers back out there, even if you are in contention. Because that O line is terrible. Yeah. And is but yeah. is the exact reason why he tore his ACL in the first place is because they couldn't protect him. Yeah. That was was that not the theme throughout hard knocks? Is the O line protecting Aaron? The O line protecting Aaron. The O line there was a whole talk about that throughout the whole offseason. And literally a few plays in, boom, here we are. And it proceeds to be still the same thing. Right. If they can't protect a future Hall of Famer, what makes you think that they're gonna be able to protect Zach Wilson? Like it just makes no sense. And I feel bad for Garrett Wilson so much. I just I just do because I really, really love this young man and the talent that he absolutely has. He's humble throughout the whole time. And looking at those press conferences, I know what he wants to say, Sam. I, I, know, oh, the whole I, know, two. I know what he wants to say. But he's doing the right thing and he essentially watched what happened to Zach last year for not saying the right thing. So he has a prime example of what not to do. But I know every time he gets up there, if you read the pain in his eyes, he's saying somebody saved me. I need to be saved.
1: I think uh, especially when Coach Salah comes out today, like Zach's played pretty good. We're not making a change. And okay, I'm sure the rest of the locker room is saying, all right, well, something's got to give. What's, what's the plan here? Because, you know, it's like, Nathaniel Hackett didn't even realize that uh, Brees Hall was on the team until like the end of the game. So,
0: Can we talk about Salah for a second before we go? Yeah. You know, I'm a, I, I, I've I openly said that I've been a fan of Robert Salah, uh, but this season has made me look at him in a different light because he's talked a lot this season. Yeah. He's talked a lot this season about how the defenses have shut down good quarterbacks and blah 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 yada yada but yet the team is still losing and you're still putting out a terrible product offensively and you're lying to the media you're lying to the fan base and more importantly you're lying to the guys that are right there that you're immediately affecting every week week weekend week out you're lying to your offense by saying zach is the best option when we all can see that zach is not the best option he's there's been many opportunities and you know. Me, Sam. I've I've defended Zach to a certain extent and say give him a chance, allow him to grow. He's now had a chance to grow. I've I've watched him. He's had Aaron in his ear. He's he's had time to do this. And to be fair, this is obviously still this was not supposed to be for him. But Hackett turned around and made the offense to him, who is also another problem because his teams have not scored touchdowns for quite some time, and they've he's only scored. One offensive touchdown, I believe, in in quite some time. But you got Trevor Simeon there. Put him in. Give him a chance. Let your team see something different. Because they seemed to have a spark last year when you benched Zach. This year, the difference is Zach is saying all the right things and being upbeat and doing that. That's great. Zach's not winning your games. Put somebody else in. Because I'm telling you right now, Robert, if you don't do that, you're going to lose your job very, very soon.
1: I was, I was wait. I've been waiting weeks for you to say this because I know you've been a little bit more like, give the kid time. And I mean, the
0: time has expired.
1: So you didn't watch the game yesterday, and that's fine. There was this drive where Zach scrambles out, makes something out of nothing, runs down the sideline. He ends up barely stepping out of bounds, Mm -hmm. but he dove in to score a touchdown. And then they reviewed it, and he was out at like the three. Mm-hmm. But he, like, it was a gutsy player. Like he, he was just like, again, YOLO. I'm just going for it. Yeah. And it was, you know. And then what happened? It was you. You're at the goal. You're at the goal line, right? You're on the third yard, uh, third yard line. And uh, CJ Uzama gets a penalty on a what would have been a Brees Hall touchdown. Gets a, a penalty, another penalty, and then there was. Something else happened. Oh, there was a drop to Michael Carter. There was another penalty. And then you settle for a field goal. And I tell my friends, I'm like, this is the quintessential Jets drive. Like, this is it. This is the season right here. Like, this is just how it goes. One step forward, a million steps back. At least we were able to salvage three points out of it. But, like, this happens way too much. And it's just wasting Another great defensive performance uh by this team. And again, we're play, you're playing the like there's talent on this Raiders team. We just talked about Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. You know, you know, just on the offensive side of the ball, at least, there's there's a lot of talent too. Max Crosby again. There's a lot, there's talent on this team, but you're you're wasting this Jets defense and this performance here because your inability to just be able to drive the ball down the field is something that we've been missing since Ryan Fitzpatrick was our quarterback. Maybe Josh McCown. Like it's been so long. Like it's just, why is it so hard? Like I just get envious of these quarterbacks that can just, you know, put up 300 yards and a couple touchdowns and protect the football. Why is that so hard? It's hard. And so like, that's my mindset every week where you're like bashing, these quarterbacks that can't quite get over the hump, because I'd love to just be at the hump. You know what I mean? Like, and, we're, and Zach Wilson is so far from that spot and just being able to move an offense down the field you'll, you'll or be, this team in general.
0: You'll be there next year. You'll be fine. I promise. I you. so. You'll be alright. I hope so. You'll, you'll I wants,
1: yeah, I hope so. We'll so, so
0: we don't need to beat a dead horse anymore. Or uh, or real I, quick,
1: uh, though, with the Raiders. Uh Antonio Pierce looks looks like a head football coach and uh this team's playing for him and he did the you know before doing warm ups he went to everyone that was on the field warming up and gave depth up, and like said hello to him and it was just like one of these things where it's like you're a pro football coach and uh as I, you know, I, hopefully that all works okay yeah it
0: says you last week. you get more player coaches that's what you need uh sure. maybe they need a player coach in los angeles uh because brandon staley ain't it he hasn't been it ain't gonna be it
1: i feel like we could just name every episode of our podcast for the last two years brandon staley ain't it
0: it's it's so mind-boggling to me and and you know what i've said about uh Herbert I believe as I said I believe Herbert has a talent I believe that there's certain games that he has not allowed his team he hasn't showed his true potential and then there's games like yesterday where he absolutely balls out and says I'm not the problem everybody (laughs) it's not me it's not me you're and it's not Keenan Allen because Keenan Allen has actually been healthy this year and and again he's one of the if not the most underrated wide receiver in the nfl because he does not get his shine at all because he's on this chargers team that all we keep to talking about is you you would think you'd be talking about herbert which we're talking about herbert but the other anytime you bring up the los angeles chargers the other person you're bringing up is Brandon Staley. You're not even bringing up yeah. Eckler. You're not bringing up Allen. You're not bringing up the defensive side, Bosa or Mack. You're not bringing up. You're bringing up the head coach because he sucks. And he continues to show that he does. And his team continues to suffer. At what point, I'm telling Sam, I don't think I don't think he's head coach next year. I, oh, I, no. I really I'm so- 100% do not believe he is the head coach next year. And the way things are happening in Michigan, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Harbaugh ends up like, Hey, you guys need a coach. Um, I would, there's, there's going to be a lot of people clamoring for that Chargers head coaching seat because it's going to be vacant because Lord, what I I just don't get it. But also to be fair, that charger defense, you spent so much money on that defense and, you're it a defensive coach. Like, it, 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 exactly. It, exactly. It looks like Swiss cheese out there. Swiss cheese. It's got so many holes, and it's bad. H- I don't understand how you have that many holes when you got Khalil Mack, you got Nick Bosa, right? It's Nick Bosa. Joey Joey, Joey, Joey Bosa. Yeah. I always confuse the idiots anyway. Um, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you, have, you have my boy uh, Derwin James back there. Sante like, Samuel Jr.
1: Samuel Jr. It, it just makes no It's, it's got to be a scheme thing, then, right? I mean, I'm, was, I mean, I mean, Mack is clearly not prime Kaleo Mack, but he's yeah. still a hell. I mean, didn't he have like five sacks earlier this year? Yes, in a game, he like, was going, absolutely he's, going off. So he's clearly cheap. still a talented defensive end in this league. Like, there's no doubt about that. Yep. It's got to be a scheme thing. And you're the quote, defensive genius. Like, Yeah, Um, there were, there were, you remember how Sean Payton was clamoring and positioning himself for this job in the offseason? Didn't work out because, you know, this uh, Dean Spanos didn't want to fire Brandon Staley. Well, I think you have no choice now. I don't know who the next coach is going to be, but start
0: not calling coaches geniuses just because they have a few, a few good seasons or whatnot because let's let's
1: talk about the genius tag. There's Adam Gase. He's an offensive genius. Yep. Josh McDaniels. He's an offensive genius, right? Brandon Staley uh, is a genius. I think the only geniuses that can be geniuses are Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan. And I, I was also going a- to
0: say about Sean McVay, like he won a championship, but they went all in. And since they went all in, I don't really see his genius right now either. So I, I, I don't know, man. I I I just would stop. I would just say they're really good at football. I would stop calling them geniuses. Yeah, I'm fine with that.
1: Cliff Kingsbury, he's a genius, right? Right?
0: who was the who was the head coach of the Bears when they had the greatest defense ever? That's a genius.
1: That's that's uh, a genius. Oh, the defensive coordinator for the '85 Bears. Yeah. Oh, uh, that was that was uh, Buddy Ryan. Oh, oh, I'm 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 sorry. Who? He also had
0: a great defense where in, in Philadelphia, right? He's also so. a legendary coach. Okay.
1: His, um, his I, son was really good defensive coordinator too.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, he was a part yeah. of another, the second greatest defense in the I think defense. he was. I think he was. I think okay. he, was he was. I think I think he he was. So. Mm. Oh, okay. So yeah. And we're not they calling them it. geniuses, but yeah, they have two two of the greatest defenses ever. And people on the staff, you have actually one of the coordinators. He's a defensive coordinator for the Giants now. Uh you, you have people all over the oh, place. Week, yeah. Yeah. So it's those are the people that we should be talking about. But we give these young guys, because they're young and up and coming that. Uh tell him Moore. Genius offensive mind. And his offenses do phenomenal. I just until saw they this. don't.
1: Until they don't. So just, just saw this quote from Brandon Staley about Justin Herbert going 27 of 40 for 323 and four touchdowns. Justin was fantastic tonight. He gave us a chance.
0: Yeah, because he scored thirty-eight points. He gave yeah. us a chance because I didn't. He gave us a chance because I didn't. So that's it. Uh, whatever. Uh, your last L is the Bengals. Uh, I know we yeah, man. I mean, a little bit. We we'll talked yeah. about
1: it a little bit. You, it was, that was a tough game, and uh, you know, you could put the Ravens right there too. Uh, I, I, you know, thought of a lot of different t- teams to put there. It was just. You know, you're going to – I don't think any loss of the Bengals in, in necessarily, if anything, more of, I again, just, man, these Texans are good. And C.J. Stroud is not only good, he he's elevating everyone around him. And that's something that Joe Burrow does now. Look, I get it. Joe Burrow's got a great running back and one of the best wide receiver tandems in the league. I'm not, you know – but – uh, there's the sections team special, and I'm not. I don't know if the Bengals didn't expect to be in a tough game because it's the National Football League, and I don't think they're they're that's the the case at all. But they should have won this game, and uh, well, they so did. You play and,
0: any given Sunday. Yeah, uh, that's it. On yeah. when we saw this, when we saw the schedule this year, when we saw the Eagles playing the Jets, we thought it was going to be a good game. Then Aaron Rodgers went down. And then we thought the Eagles were going to blow the Jets out. And then the Jets won that game, right? Any given yep. Sunday, anybody can win. So yeah. I don't care what it looks like, what it's supposed to be. If you don't show up or it, to your point, if you kind of just like, okay, well, we you know, we show up and we just think it's not going to be something. You're going to get ran over because there's a bunch of professionals on the other end that are hungry as hell. And that team is young. And they have a point to prove to everybody. CJ has a point to prove to people that, hey, you didn't believe in me. Here's what it is. They talked about his test scores. They talked about how how not great he was with that. And he said, I'm a football player. And that's what I'm great at. And he's shown that. D'Amico no. came from San Fran, former football player himself. He's first-time head coach. He's out here showing what his defense – Brandon Staley – this is what a defensive-minded coach, head coach looks like when he has a good defense. Go look at the Texans because that's what it's supposed to look like for your team, and they're doing it with young people, and it was a team that last year nobody believed could do anything. So pay attention. Um, Can I say
1: something real quick about absolutely. Texans? To, to your Jaguars point earlier, uh, Jaguars are 6-3. and three. Texans, who, again, no one thought would be here, one game out. Yep. One yep. game.
0: It's going to get interesting very, very quick. So what is also interesting, in my mind, is my power ranking. So it has definitely changed this week. Uh, Some names still familiar. uh, Definitely a new name here. uh, And they deserve to have their respect. So I'm going to give it to them. At five, they dropped down from the two spot from last week. The Ravens, because of that loss on Sunday. Uh, they should have won. I'm not saying it's an easy game because it was no easy game. There's no easy games in my mind in football, but they should have won. And at times when Lamar is in those big games, which has been his the knock on him, and the only knock that I ever had on Lamar myself is when he gets in these huge games, it looks like the moment is too big for him, and that's the only thing that I've seen thus far in the NFL that I can say is a knock. I believe 100% he just needs that one one big game that's going to get him over that threshold and be like, okay, I'm here, right? But until then, every time it's one of those games that, that could separate you from everybody, and this game would have done it, Sam. It would have separated the Ravens and put them in another tier, and I honestly would have believed that they would have been and remained in my top three um, they would have remained in my top two. They might have even been one if they won this game. But being that they didn't, they dropped down because they absolutely could have done this. And I'm just, just too, I want to say too skeptical of who this Ravens team is at times because sometimes they look like absolute world beaters. And then at times they look like they can't even tie their own laces. And that's sad to me.
1: I, you know, I think it's interesting. That's a great point because we we talk about trying not to be too uh, overreactive week to week, uh, but that's pretty much pretty much every team in the National Football League. I would say, you know, you probably take the Eagles out of that conversation because they've continued to win games, even though mm-hmm. hasn't been pretty. It's been yeah. ugly at times, but you know, we we have this stretch where. You know, I'll definitely say I I thought the Niners were the best team in football. I don't see how they're going to lose many games. Well, they lost three in a row. Then, you know, the Bengals are back. And again, I I think we still really like this Bengals team. But they should have won that game, even though they started the season awful. And then they had a great stretch. So it's just – and then last week I said, hey, we haven't given the Ravens enough love. Here we are. We spent half the pod uh, pod, talking about the Ravens. And then, again, they lost the game they should have won. Yep. And so it's it's just – it's the National Football League, to your point. And I think you could pretty much say that about every team yep. I am so far in the NFL.
0: Well, this is why my power rankings has changed so much this year, more than last year. Last year was yep. pretty pretty stagnant for the most part. It, it, the The top two teams remained in the top two teams pretty much all year long. Like the first couple of weeks, it was kind of whatever. And then after that, it was – Eagles and Chiefs, we knew all the way kind of through. Um, number four is the Niners. Uh, they they were previously, you know, a higher ranked two. To Sam's point, uh, this game was a big win for them, beating up the Jags, who we believe is a, a potential contender, and were in my top picks uh, not too long ago. Uh, but now the Jags are out. Niners are still at four. Uh, this game was huge for them, and this they it. We'll see what happens. They have definitely a, a hard game against the Eagles coming up in two weeks, I believe, and they have some other harder games that, to go through, but a little easier schedule to allow themselves to get to where they have to go. So they should they should have a some favorable wins ahead of them, allowing them to be in a a contention position for sure. Um, new to this list, the Lions, because they are seven and two, I believe, at this point in time. And they are absolutely, they've, they're they not the same old lines. It's, we've, we've watched what they have become, watching them on Hard Knocks. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Jared Goff and put some respect on his name, because I was definitely one of the people that called him a bum. Uh, and he has proved that he's not. And he, he proved my own theory that I go by all the time, Sam, which is, Sometimes you just need the right system. And he is in the right system for him. And they built this team around him. And the crazy thing is, every time you watch any of these major sporting programs, you don't hear his name talked about. But he is absolutely balling over there for the Lions and making sure that this team continues to go. So kudos to the Lions and what they're doing. They have absolutely built a juggernaut and an NFC North. And I believe they have a sustainable team that would be around for quite some time uh, and and will be in the playoffs for the foreseeable future. Um, At three, well, at two, excuse me, the Chiefs stay there. Uh, They had a bye week. They stay there. Eagles won. They stay there. They also had a bye week. And they play each other on Sunday night uh, coming out of the bye week. Or is it Monday night? Monday Monday night. night. Yeah, stressful, uh, stressful. So you might see my the stress on my face. For those that are watching it live next week, uh, Sam will definitely see that. I will definitely have some alcohol next to me to try to calm the nerves. But that is my uh, power rankings uh, this week. Your
1: thoughts, Sam? No, I, I don't disagree. I wonder where you'd have the Cowboys. I know they beat the breaks off a team they should have beaten the breaks off of and have completely owned this year. Um, well, the Cowboys,
0: they they could flirt with number five because they lost to the Niners and they lost to the Eagles. So two teams that are on there, they lost to both of them. They could flirt with five at this point in time um, because, again, the teams that they have beat aren't really anybody that they shouldn't have beat. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, no, I was just curious.
0: Yeah, so that's why I would say they were – they're at six, if anything, but they might be like 5A, to be honest, for the Cowboys. Um, the Ravens lose another game like that. It is what it is. But also, the Cowboys just beat the hell out of the Giants, which I think we all kind of expected to happen anyway. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, that is your power rankings.
0: All right. What's the our records thus far? Here we
1: go. Hey, last week, uh, or this week, rather, excluding tonight's game. We both have Buffalo over Denver in Buffalo, but uh, again, straight up, I went nine and four this week. You went seven and six, so I did pick up two games. Close the gap. Uh, Instagram only seven wins this week, so got to pick that up. But you know, eighty-five total wins for Instagram. I am ninety-three and sixty-three so far, and you are ninety-five and sixty-one. So I was able to pick up two games, but you still have a healthy lead there. Um, so, so we'll see. Well,
0: doesn't look like it's going to change at all this week because, uh, Sam and I are pretty much, uh, spot on throughout this, but teams that have bye weeks, uh, for week 11 is the Falcons, the Colts, the Patriots, thank God. And the saints also thank God. Oh my God. The yeah. The As Patriots are going to lose it. All four of these teams. I'm very thankful that they all have a bye. That's less painful football that we have to watch this week.
1: Yeah. Um, so let's the get right into were on that loser list for me, but I didn't. Uh, I want to talk about the Jets instead. <laughs> yeah, dude, Go dude. Ahead, Go
0: okay. ahead. that's fair. Uh, Thursday night football. Bengals at Ravens. We both have Ravens Steelers at Browns. We both have Browns uh, Raiders at Dolphins, Dolphins, Bears at Lions, Lions, Titans at Jags, Jags, Chargers at Packers, Chargers, uh, cards at Texans, Texans. Cowboys at Panthers, Cowboys, they better win big. Uh, Giants at Commanders, we both have Commanders. Bucks at Niners, Niners. Jets at Bills. At Sam's Heart, he has the Jets, but we both have the Bills. Seahawks <laughs> at Rams, Seahawks. Sunday night football game, Vikings at Broncos, Vikings. But I will tell you, this is the one that there's there's two. The last two games are the only ones yeah. that I'm like, I, 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 I can go either way. Um so Vikings at Broncos we both have Vikings but I can see the Broncos winning especially if they win tonight when we're recording this against the Bills and then yeah. Monday night football Eagles at Chiefs it, Andy Reid is undefeated on uh, after a bye week uh, and he's never oh, lost to the Eagles that. never lost to the Eagles at all yet too so uh, statistically my mind says to go with the Chiefs but you know I'm not doing that so we both have the Eagles so there's that
1: I forgot about that data
0: mm-hmm. since I'm
1: the data person. Yeah. Well, I may change my mind. But right now I have the Eagles.
0: Okay. So he's supposed to be the the advisor here and
1: this is crazy. Well um, you're the only read connoisseur, so <laughs> that, yeah, I
0: am I am that he was your football. football coach. That is very, very true. That is very, very true. Yeah. Um
1: so college football. Uh I know we don't Anything talk about on? this much. What is that? Anything going on in college football nowadays? Uh,
0: uh, yes, uh, that's what I'm explaining. Leave me the hell alone. Oh, okay. uh, Jim Harbaugh, you might know his brother, John. He's the coach of the Ravens. But uh, Jim, former NFL coach, also former NFL player, is in a little bit of controversy and uh, out in Big Blue. Now, I have a, a, a few mutual friends that are diehard Big Blue fans and aren't the happiest at this moment. Uh, but it is what it is. So what I'm talking about here, if you haven't been paying attention, is the Big Ten has suspended John Harbaugh, excuse me, Jim Harbaugh for three games. Now, I find this to be funny because I'm hearing Michigan fans cry about it, uh, but he is literally suspended just for the games and not suspended throughout the weeks. So throughout oh, really? the week, he can stay. I did know that. Throughout oh, the week, he can stay and coach the team. But for the games, he cannot be there at the games.
1: So now, he's not like in a press box or something? He's not. Nope. He's at home.
0: He's okay. not there. Can't go with the team. He can't be there. Uh, this The first game of this three-game suspension was against Penn State uh, this past weekend, but they didn't need him. Um, just like Penn State doesn't need James Franklin. Uh, but, uh, they won, and they won. And in a phenomenal fashion for big blue. And I thank them uh, as a Penn state fan because uh, they need to show what James Franklin does not do when it's time to show up to big games. I look at him as the Brandon Staley of college football, at least for the big 10 and definitely for Penn state.
1: That's Um, really funny. You know, when you sent me over the weekend, some awful James Franklin stats and my reaction was uh, initially, I think Keegan-Michael Key would be a better James Franklin than James Franklin because he it. does such At a good point. impersonation. Yeah,
0: At this point, I would take it. They we should try to that. they their offensive coordinator after the game as if it's the offensive coordinator's part. Yeah, it's problem, clearly right? his
1: fault. Yeah, 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 there you go.
0: Great. Uh, but anyway, back to Jim. So that is the first game. I forgot who uh, – they play Maryland this weekend, which Michigan should blow them out. And then the third game, suspension – is against Ohio State, which is, as we know, is a huge game with playoff implications uh, for sure. So to run back why this is such a big situation, a young man of Connor Stallions, or that's how you say it, I'm assuming it's his last name, uh, he apparently ran an in-person scouting operation. So there's videos of this young man that is apparently a part of the Michigan coaching staff on other teams' sideline Dressed in their garb, so the, the other team's hat, wearing sunglasses, headsets, or whatever, and picking up their signs of being behind it and relaying it. Essentially, the what is rumored to be there is no proof that he's relaying it back to the other side, but apparently that's what he's doing. So because he works on the Michigan for Michigan, wait, now.
1: he's standing on the sidelines, or I thought he was sitting in the stands.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, Sam, you you clearly i thought he- attention no no no
1: no, no 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 he's been oh he's, he's on the sidelines on
0: the sidelines on the opposite the op-
1: team wearing oh, their hat okay, wearing, okay. It, wearing sunglasses blending in with the so, so this, this is, is the, the shoe sack. i was waiting the other shoe to drop this was it yeah. like okay this yeah. doesn't make sense okay yeah. go ahead.
0: yes so he's been on the other sidelines and apparently at other games doing something very similar and so on and so forth because as we know if you've never paid attention there's a ton of people that stand on a sideline during a college football game, which I'm sure now after this, I guarantee next year they're going to check a lot of credentials and make sure that everybody has and is a part of the team in order to be on the sidelines going forward. Um, but this this is what has apparently happened now. So a lot of people were complaining, like, why is this falling on Jim? Well, it always falls on the head coach. If the players, if the players are out and they're – they have a cheating schedule in their uh, cheating operation uh, for their grades or whatnot, and the coach doesn't know about it. Guess who it falls on? It falls on the coach because you're responsible for the team. Whatever happens under your umbrella, even though whether it's fair or not fair, it comes back if to you, you as a head
1: coach. You want all the, if you want all the praise and the glory, like it's a it, that's what it is. It's you if you want it to be your program, it's your program.
0: Yep, man. and
1: you just got to be responsible for your program.
0: And this is where we are. So that that is what is happening. So uh it it's kind of a it's kind of a do you care? Uh genuinely I, I do care, a because of the the implications it has on the Big Ten in itself, uh, but then also on the college playoffs. And I'm also I also care because I'm curious what's gonna happen to Jim, because Jim every offseason in the past four to five years since leaving or it's probably a little bit more since leaving San Fran, he's flirted with the NFL like every off season. Now also a funny thing, Sam is prior to when apparently this cheating started, they had a terrible record against Ohio state. They weren't beating Ohio state. And apparently it started changing when this operation started.
1: Even though Riding Day yeah.
0: sucks, but that's also a fact that adds to it too. Um, but that's, that's when what they're it. saying that it actually is going into that. Now, I'm not saying this as a Penn State fan. I'm just intrigued to seeing how this plays out because I'm curious what other information they have or don't have that they're not showing us. Um, and it also is very interesting that they have pushed this issue to get resolved quicker because these situations normally take years to get resolved, sure. and they're trying to get this done. They they've well, come down out with this within within a couple of weeks. So so yeah, do you care about this? I guess Sam,
1: I I care because if you're doing if if you're trying so hard to cover up something that should be normal, then you're doing something wrong. And it, it just kind of comes down to that. I mean, if you're st- and you know, if you're standing on second base and you see that the your pitcher is tipping his pitches, and you know when a curveball is going to come, and you tap your nose to the first to the guy at home, and he he knows that a breaking ball is coming. That's that's picking up on tendencies and yep. different things, yep. and that's what I th- and we when we first talked about this a couple weeks ago, and certainly not knowing, and you knowing more of like the news that has happened since like, okay, we'll see what this is. But if there's any, if you're going out of your way to get an advantage like that, then there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. If you're, you know, if you're just kind of looking at sequences and different things to kind of the factor, what is going to happen? That's, that's fine. That's sports. But when you, you, you're standing on the other team sidelines and you're, I don't even know how you're able to get that clearance, but I've I've run many live events in my time. It's very easy to get where you're not supposed to be, no matter how much security you hire. So, you know, I, I understand it. It's just do I care? Yeah. I I I think it's kind of amusing the like UM like this like battle cry of like we're being wrong and we'll like you know, we're gonna win anyway. It, mm-hmm. It's it's very interesting that when finally after years and years of Jim Harbaugh underperforming at his alma mater, he's finally having some success, and it comes with this caveat. So it's that's all very interesting. Do I care? Um, yes. Do I really care? No. Like it sucks. I I shouldn't be allowed, but I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's because I'm not really a a Big ten fan or a college football fan, but I can understand why a lot of people are upset about it, and I would be too
0: yeah it's uh it's very interesting. I'm curious to see more about it i i I know there'll be a lot coming out over the years, so again uh, stealing stealing signs is a part of the game uh if if because I know they're they're still They haven't flat-out said that that was him on the sideline, but it it looks 100% like this man being on the sideline dressed up this way. Um,
1: Has he said anything?
0: No, he's resigned, though. He just flat-out resigned. I don't think there's been a statement from him. Um, But regardless, it's it's just very uh, intriguing to see what is transpiring, and I guess we'll just have to... Continue and wait and see what happens from this point going forward. That's, that's so really he's cool. not
1: banned from any postseason play. He's just banned the next three games or two games, if you will. Yep. Correct. Interesting. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, we'll see we'll see if there's more that happens. But uh at this point, that's it. Three game suspension. That's so it. he'll
1: be back for like the title game the not the national title game, but the, the conference title game, I'd imagine. Yep. So okay.
0: Yep. So essentially he's just got a three day vacation.
1: I saw Micah Parsons laugh at the um the interim coach or whoever it was after he was like crying. I thought that was interesting.
0: Okay. I'm I'm just gonna say this.
1: Okay, go ahead. I love
0: my Penn State guys. <laughs> but Micah has continuously made it harder and harder to like him. Because I don't know if you saw what he did. If you're not aware, he has a podcast that he sponsored. Everyone Beach has report. a report. Yeah, everybody does. Man. It, it, it's also, by the way, that's also kind of annoying too. I don't need to hear from you or every player after their game on their podcast of what they thought went wrong or what they didn't. I don't, I don't listen to any of those podcasts because I just purposely don't want to hear what you thought could have went your way or not. And on the last podcast that Micah had, after they lost, he had uh, Stefan Gilmore on there and he was complaining about the refs and said that there needs to be more refs on the field because they missed so many other plays. So, Micah, without you actually saying it, you essentially said that we needed the refs to win that game because without that, we wouldn't, without those calls, we lost those games because of his calls. So, you're saying that you couldn't have beat the Eagles without the calls. You don't, you don't realize that you're saying is because you're not trained in a certain way to say certain things, but you don't realize by not saying the other part, that's what you're saying. And you're complaining about the refs. Now, Sam, if we all know that there's a hold on every play in NFL, every play, every pass interference on every play in the NFL. It's just, if they catch it or they decide to call it. And also new thing that they've been doing this year is that they've been picking up the flags, Right, which a lot of people absolutely yeah. hate that they're yeah. doing it because they're getting together and they're like, well, it's not that, it's not this. But again, it's always going to be, depending on what team you favor, it's going to be a good or a bad thing. So let's just get over it as fans. It is what it is. And as players, do more than if you don't want the game to be in the refs' hands. We've, this is, this is a historical statement that we've, that has been said for years. If you don't want the game to come down to the refs, don't leave the game in the refs' hands.
1: Period. I say the same thing about kickers and again, five game winning kicks yesterday. And a lot of people are like, man, we played 60 minutes. It shouldn't come down to a kicker. Don't let it come down to the kicker. Yep. It's a swear. You know, you yep. you've won just as many of these games throughout your sports life. than you've lost by a kicker too. You know, there's just,
0: a reason why there's kickers yeah. a part of the game is because they mean something yeah. to the game.
1: Kickers are people too. Yeah. Yeah. Except in fantasy, I'm fine without having kickers.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, there's that.
1: Well, I'll die on that hill.
0: Gosh. Well, Sam closes out,
1: man. Hey man, episode 115 of the chasing points podcast is in the books. Thank you so much uh, for listening, for watching on YouTube. And you can uh, check out our live stream about five o'clock Eastern Standard time every Monday or around there. And the podcast drops Tuesday morning before you even wake up. And, uh, Thanks so much for listening. Check us out on Instagram at Chasing Points Podcast for Brandon. I'm Sam. Thanks so much for listening. Until next week, peace.
0: Hey, mom. I know you're not going to listen to this because you never listen to my podcast, but I know you support me anyway. <laughs> uh, but happy birthday. <laughs> I have to always bust your chops, but happy birthday, mom. Uh, my mom's birthday is on Sunday. I love you to death. I appreciate everything that you've done for me. Uh, most importantly, bringing me into this world uh, to annoy people like Sam. So I appreciate you so much for that. Um, I love you and everything that you have taught me how to be a man and how to treat uh, women alike and how to treat them as if they were you. Um, and I appreciate that so much because it's taught me so much and allowed me to grow. But also on another side note, just it's, it's we're approaching the holiday season very steadily. I know we're technically in it now. Uh, we're we're only a few weeks away from Thanksgiving, but uh, just take the time to be thankful for what you have and not for what you don't have uh, because you you have a lot of things that you've worked hard to get and I know at times it's easy to overlook the things that you've actually worked to get uh, and that you actually have and it's more than some people have ever had the opportunity to have that stepped on this earth and were able to breathe air on this earth. So don't take it for granted, understand what your victories are, understand what you have been able to achieve. And yes, that does not mean to stop striving for greatness and and get and reach the full potential of what you have. But take a second to pause and be thankful as as I have begun to do more and more and more uh, in, in recent memory. And I'm super thankful for even having an opportunity to say this and for you know, people outside of Sam and myself to just hear me speak. Uh, whether it's here or or my other podcast or any other place that I have an avenue to talk to people. So just wanted to share that. Be super thankful. I thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Thank you, Sam. And yeah, let's keep it going. Peace.